2: Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today and try out their delicious CBD-infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo AJ, with Jesse Montano as well. All right. If you don't know, you're new to the show. Every week, I try to find the strangest bet on DraftKings Sportsbook and put some money on it. Today, we're going into Gaelic football now originally this didn't seem that interesting I looked at it it looked like you know a pretty standard rugby thing maybe the pitch is a little bit bigger uh, and then You're I found better. out I f- I found out that Gaelic football not only has the setup with like the uprights but coming down from the uprights they also have a net is it your team? and one of the positions included is a goalkeeper. And part of the game is to score the the is a, what is a rugby ball even called the rugby they ball nailed it wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. rugby ball <laughs> so so you're trying to score the rugby ball into a goal at the end of the field. You can also kick it through the uprights for points or punch it through the uprights for points. Apparently, um, but you're trying to score goals on a goalkeeper in in rugby style. So. That's what we're going with right now. The upcoming bet on drafting sportsbook is the All-Ireland Football Championship in 2022. Uh the favorite is Dublin at +140, but some of our favorites include Mayo at +800, mm. Tyrone at +1000. Yes, <laughs> team Tyrone. Now keep in mind these are teams, these are not people. This is an entire team named Tyrone. Uh But I hope that they only recruit players named Tyrone (laughs) (laughs) Tyrone of Tyrone. My favorite personally is, uh, is team Wicklow, which you can get plus 100,000 odds on. So, you know, if you got a dollar to spend, just throw a, throw a dollar down on them. And, and maybe you make a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars. Anyway, I don't know where to draft.
0: Wait. No, go ahead. Well, so is that for them to win it all, or is that just for them to win a game? Like, are they that bad, or are they just?
2: I believe that's to win the whole tournament. Okay, yes.
0: so they're the well, Arizona Coyotes of Gaelic football.
2: Yes. Well, cool. so there's you five abso- teams. It is at plus
1: hundred thousand. Absolutely worth putting a dollar on each of those teams. Yeah. Plus a hundred thousand. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> exactly. So head on over to DraftKings, make your bets on Gaelic football. They are our pick of the week. I'm going with Wicklow. AJ sounds like is taking Tyrone. So, uh, yes, I will be taking <laughs> yeah. Tyrone. Yeah, obviously. Check them out, of course, DraftKings is uh, an amazing sports book where you can bet on literally anything like Gaelic football, which before today, I didn't know there was a sport that was on a, a rugby pitch that had goals and goalkeepers. So that was cool. Cool to find out. Uh Anyway, yeah, hit them up. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's get into today's show. Uh, kind of taking a look around the league. We're not quite a month into the season, but basically a month into the NHL season. And there are a number of interesting storylines. We'll get to Cariz- Carolina and Arizona. Of course, but oh, I want Bruno, to talk
1: about... It's too early for this. I,
2: I've been drinking all morning. <laughs> I'm early. hammered. <laughs> I know. You definitely didn't sleep through the morning. You've been up <laughs> drinking all morning. Um, I, I want to get into maybe the storyline affecting the Avs most right now this season. And that is the fact that not just Colorado, but the league in the whole has seen... <laughs> I don't want to make any official announcements, but it feels like an exorbitant amount of injuries have come through this season. And 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 some of these starting even before the season, you know, you're talking about Jack Eichel. You're talking about Crosby and Malkin in Pittsburgh. Um, and then obviously the Abs have had a, a number of guys go down, Vegas the same way. Um teams are not playing at 100% this year. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Manta
1: and Patrick Linea just went down today. Yep. Um Linea 4 to 6 weeks and Manta indefinitely. It just seems like the Last, You know, last year it was like teams teams with COVID outbreaks hmm. and everybody adjusting to that, right? And now this year, it's just been high-profile injury after high-profile injury just running through the league. It just seems like, anecdotally, because I haven't actually looked into any of the, the injury viz uh, stuff yet this year to compare to previous years, but it just... It feels like the impact injuries this year are a lot.
0: There, yeah, that's any, that's
1: fitting. Are, is there any reason for that? Do you think? I mean, this is Mike. This is what I think it is. Ryan's comment here. I think it's. I just think that it's. They've. This yeah. is their third season that they've kind of run together. Yeah. In a row with short off season, uh, and I just think that it's causing problems when you don't yeah. when you don't have time. Some guys, some guys either don't have time to fully recover from previous year's injuries. I think that's what we're seeing with a guy like Shane Bowers, whose injury last year um, he spent most of the summer working on it and then immediately re-injures it at the start of this year. Um, like that's after he gets COVID. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I, I think that that's probably what it is. These guys maybe haven't fully recovered from previous injuries. I Little dings, little nicks, and and things have added up into to serious injuries.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's funny because you sit there and and because I was kind of running it through my head, I was like, well, the last couple seasons were shorter, so I don't necessarily know, but yeah, if you go back to the bubble season, I mean that season ended up while the games played were shorter, it got extended out, so you really. You had two really tiny breaks instead of one big break where people could recover. And then you went right into the
1: next season. Well, they had March play suspended in March. And then it resumed at the end of July, basically the start of August, but they didn't know when they were going to come back. So a bunch of guys. And because of uh, that was when the whole world locked down, uh, guys couldn't go get surgeries for things that they needed during that break. That's the longest break that they had. They didn't know how long it was going to be. And because of the hospital situations, a lot of guys couldn't do anything about any of uh, of the things that they were nursing or dealing with. So then they had the bubble. The bubble ended. They they had basically November and December. And then they got back to play in January. They got back to it in January. And they went January to whenever they ended. And then they had the short off season this year, this, this summer, yeah. where normally... So, you know, we're talking free agency on July 1st, and we were talking free agency on August 1st. And because of that, it's, I, I just think that the short off seasons, um, you know, the, the surgery time length, uh, timetables for guys who get off season surgery right away. Well, if the season starts sooner, you're not ready to go. You know, you haven't had time to rehab. You haven't time to get back healthy. It's one reason why Devon Taves has missed the first month of this season. Had he, had they had a normal length off season, he would have been fine, but they didn't. So this is where we are.
2: Is, and we don't have to get into this conversation too deep if you don't want to, but is some of this, like, take a look at Jonathan Druin over the last couple of years and, and the rise in the NHL of the importance of players taking care of themselves a little bit more and not not the the stigma of the NHL, where if you're not playing through every injury, you're not tough enough to play in the league anymore. Are we seeing that kind of fade out a little bit?
1: Uh, I think you're starting to see an acceptance that if something is seriously wrong mentally or emotionally in your life, that there are avenues for you to step away from the game. You know, I mean, you look at you you do you mentioned Jonathan Duran last year. Uh, you look at Carey Price right now. You know if there's if there's something, <laughs> Montreal fans should start developing a, a, a thing about themselves. You guys, you guys treat your players in such a way that you mentally break them. Uh, no, it's. It, I do think I do think that there is some of that. Like, hey, you're getting away from it. But I also, I mean, this is still hockey. Like, every time, every time a guy does something you know, blocks, blocks a shot and breaks a leg and stays out there for a shift. We're all like, oh my God, warrior, warrior, hear the courage. You know, like it's, that's still all in place. I just think that there's a more widespread acceptance where if a guy takes a takes, needs a break, if a guy just can't do it and needs to try and do something for himself, there is an acceptance of him stepping away.
0: Well, so for me, I, I think when you look at a lot of that stuff and, and with just pro athletes in general and, and Rudo, you are right. Like I think it does get glorified a little bit more, um, you know, for for hockey players. But but like it really is something where when you talk to a pro athlete and you, you understand those people, those types of people, it, it's one of those things where they are willing to sacrifice everything, including their bodies, to achieve a goal, a dream, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, a passion, you know, pursue their, their, their passion, their love. And that's, you know, that's why they get paid so much. That's why they're in the spotlight. That's why they have to answer questions. And uh, again, like they, they, they put their bodies on the line for the love of whatever it is they're doing. But I think there is becoming uh, to AJ's point, a, a better understanding of, and I think Simone Biles kind of, you know, personified that earlier this year where it's like, Hey, I want to perform at my highest level and I am not doing that. And I don't, I, I, I I need to do something to get my mind, right. My, my body, right. Whatever. And I think there is just a better understanding for that, especially
1: right now in the, in the NHL, that's what we're talking about. Right. Uh, But you know, I mean, you do look at Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka and you do look at the heat that they took though. And I think that there's, it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't, I'm not necessarily going to draw a conclusion here, but it's interesting that those two got crushed the way that they did. And Carey Price was lauded the way that he was for stepping away where everybody said, Hey, this is a smart move. And we respect that. You got to do what you got to do. Now they're always going to be those voices where they're like, no, this guy's obsessing. You know, we can't, Oh, he's not tough enough. And like, that's the guy that you just kind of stamp out and you just say, shut the fuck
0: up." Well, I, I was going to say, and I think it's one of those things where part of the reason why, you know, Simone Biles had to, you know, ward on the chin the way she did is because she was the first one to step away in a high profile moment. Right. You're yeah. at the Olympics. This isn't, um, you know, I know, I know USA Gymnastics does events throughout the year and in between Olympics. I mean, and come some on, of, it's the Olympics. Right, right, right. And so I think that was why it was, you know, I, I'm not saying that. I was like that. But to your point, like, you know, a lot of people criticize them. And I think maybe that was one of the reasons why. And and I think when you look at the NHL, what hockey fans and hockey media and stuff like that are starting to understand more. Because, I mean, how many times have we said it? Well, these injuries suck, but it's early in the season. You'd rather them get it right. You know, we've talked about Devon Taves. Yeah, he's been back skating now, but you want them to get it right. You don't want someone to get hurt. It's early in the season, you can deal with it later.
1: Well, when you look um, at what Colorado did on Wednesday, do you think that if do you think that if a division rival was in town that they would have iced that lineup? Cuz I don't. I cool. think that I think that they tried to sneak two points. Yeah. Yep. I think they tried to sneak two points against a weaker opponent and just mm-hmm. give their guys the extra couple of Eastern Conference you know, team. That. Yeah. 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 I think they no. tried, to, I think, I think they got cute and they tried to finesse it a little bit. I yeah. don't have a problem with it. Like you Not take on your either. chances, it's fine. Um, and see so now a couple days later. That, well, if they if they if they <laughs> yeah. if they yeah. get that point that they got and then they win tomorrow, you're talking about three or four points. You got a little bit of extra rest. Your guys got a little healthier. You got cute and you almost didn't get it. There was almost no real downside to it. Right. So like, it, you know, like you could get away with this a little bit. Now, if they lose tomorrow and they only get one of four points in a week, where all you did is play Columbus. That's bad. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and, and again, just to, just to kind of put a bow on this, I, 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 it's going to, what's going to be really interesting. And I'm not really sure if this was the original point we were all trying to make, but it is going to be really interesting to see the first time a player does something like that opts out. Well, I'm not fully healthy. So I'm going to opt out of a Stanley cup final game of the super bowl of, you know, world series and, and see what that response really is because um, like I said, I, I think that has so far been the difference and I, I don't necessarily think it's right that people draw the line here per se, but Simone Biles stepped away at the Olympics, Carrie price saying, Hey, I'm taking the first part of this season. You know, you hope only the first part of the season for his mental sake, um, you know, to, to get over this and get right and all that stuff. Um, and I just think there's a much better appreciation for that. Like that is one of the really cool things one of the few cool things that the internet has done in the last few years is, Hey, you know, people understand that this is not, uh, you know, something that only a small number of people go through. A lot of people deal with issues like this. And, and when it comes to athletes wanting to perform at their highest, um, you understand why they want to take that break. And it's great to see people battle through it and overcome and all that stuff. But sometimes the stepping away is the battle that, that you have to overcome. And I think there's just a much better
1: appreciation for that. I mean, Jesse, do you remember, I'm pretty sure that you were with us a couple of years ago when I got off Twitter in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, for, it was like 28 days. I deleted my Twitter Because I just needed the... I was still reporting and I was still working and I was still doing everything else. But I needed the break from social media because it was was having a seriously detrimental effect on my life. And I, you know, stepped back from that and needed it. And then when it was over, you know, I came back and people were great about it. But, like, you you know, you just got to do you just got to do what you got to do for you. Well,
0: I mean, I mean, dude, that's, that's what I talked about uh, earlier this week when you, when, you know, we were announcing me coming back. That was part of one of my things when I stepped away a few years ago was like, Hey, I, I'm not in a position where I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to do multiple things and I, my, my mind won't let me, you know, give a hundred, I I'm not giving a hundred percent to anything. I'm just kind of like, you know, mulling yeah. through a lot of stuff and I had to get my head right. And, and, um, the other thing that people are learning is it's not like you like go, you know, you step away from something. It's like, oh, OK, cool. I'm fixed. I'm good to go. Like it's something that you then have to work on and it becomes part yeah. of your uh, taking this back to like the athlete. You know, an athlete. This becomes part of what you do. This becomes part of how you recover, how you train. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of athletes now who are working with specialists that are meant purely for, you know, mental health coaching and, and, you know, helping people sort through emotions and feelings
1: and all that kind of stuff. No, it was no, uh, no secret, you know, Matt Duchesne early in his career. You remember he uh, hired a sports psychologist to to help him with some of the struggles. So a lot of examples of it, Uh, lots of examples of, of that. And we, like, we opened up the segment, just like talking about injuries and injuries.
0: There's a parallel here. Cause again, like I'm going to use Devon Taves, as the example here, you know, we've kind of been under the impression just based on watching him at practice and stuff like that. Things that, you know, coaches said um, that AJ, to your, to your point about, you know, if this is like a big division rivalry game, if you're playing to win a division, if you're playing to get into the playoffs or, you know, whatever it is, if these were big games, Devon Taves would be playing. Yeah. But there's an understanding now of, Hey, if we can get away without having this guy in, why are we going to force him back when he's yeah. maybe not healthy, maybe put a strain on that injury that not only negatively impacts our team, but may negatively impact this guy well beyond his time playing with the Colorado avalanche or let alone in the NHL or, you know, in the NHL in general. And and so it's, Hey, if we can, we now understand that if we have the ability to give this guy a little bit of extra time off for his physical injuries to heal, we're going to do that because we think it's not only in our team's best interest long-term, but it's in the player's best interest long-term. And I just think that that is maybe, and I think Kale McCarr is another great example. I do have this little theory that just after the way we saw Kale McCarr the the beginning part of his NHL career, that, there is a part of me that thinks that he is the one that makes some of these decisions when because he does just get like banged up, you know, little tweaks here and there. And there's a part of me that thinks that maybe he's the one saying, nope, I don't want to play through this. I want to make sure I'm at 100% of my abilities because I'm not as effective if I'm not, you know, at 100%. And that's why he's missing these small chunks of time over these last couple seasons, he that's played purely me.
1: speculation. He played, he played through it at the start of the year and guys like us crushed him. So, not playing right, much, right, so. Right,
2: right. so to put this in a bit of a different context, if there's a hard 10 waiting for you in the bedroom, you're going to go in there and play, but it's all about preparation. If you want to play at the peak of your game, make sure like you're one. taking care of your business below the belt with manscaped. All right. Use code DNVR to get 20% off the perfect package 4.0 to take care of everything you need. They got the lawnmower trimmer so you can get it looking good below the belt. They got a bunch of other products as well, including shampoo and body wash. Now I got some waiting at the bar for me that I got to go pick up so I can be smelling good, looking fresh and clean. Uh, (laughs) They got great products, breath mints, deodorant, whatever you need Above the belt, even, they got you covered. So check out Manscaped today. Again, use that DNVR code when you purchase anything from them to get 20% off. The perfect package comes with free shipping as well. And then while we're on the topic, check out Sexy Pizza as well. Absolutely delicious. You can't go wrong with the New York style pizza here. Recommended by pretty much everyone I've talked to. If you, if you want to try it, come to the next Broncos tailgate because we have sexy pizza at the Broncos tailgates. You can get that with uh, pretty much all you can drink Brew too. So got you covered. You can come try our products when you love them. Go hit them up. Get the amazing, in this case, sexy pizza. Delicious. Cannot go wrong. Uh, all right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh... <laughs> I want to make it clear that mental health is very important. And while I did just sell you a Manscaped read that I quite enjoyed, legitimately take care of yourselves. Yeah. Look after yourself. Definitely. Do things that are best for you. Um, We say this a lot on the show, but all of our DMs are open. If you need someone to hit up, we'll happily get back to you on anything that you're struggling with as best we can. So did want to get into that. Continuing on with the topic of the day, there are two, well, three or four extremes in the league right now. You have Carolina, which is completely undefeated. You have Florida, which only has one overtime loss. On the opposite side, you have... Mm,
1: That's a shootout loss, too.
2: Yeah, exactly. You have uh, Arizona, which does not have a win yet. And then you have someone in chat said Dallas doesn't have a regulation win yet.
1: I believe they've played six of eight games have gone to overtime.
2: So a lot of overtime going
1: on there, which is pretty par for the course. Dallas has lived right on the razor's edge in the last couple of years. The stars have mastered the art of getting to overtime of going into a game, going into third period down by goal and getting a point out of the game. Yep. They have mastered the art of losing and getting points
2: but but at the same time look 10 game streaks of any kind yeah are extremely rare in the NHL you have one or two teams every year that that tend to rattle one off and we've started the season with carolina 9 and 0 they're they're going for 10 straight this weekend uh against then, florida yeah against a, a team that's 90 and 1 against um so <laughs> You have that, and then on the flip side, you have Arizona that has lost 10 straight games,
1: yeah. And with Arizona, a touch of bad luck there because Carter Hutton got hurt, but also Carter Hutton bad, so maybe not not played very well
2: in the games that he got in. Uh, I
1: think they claimed Scott Wedgwood again, so yeah, they did. Uh, Wedgwood is on the Wedgwood or the uh the czech guy who's name Milka, I, I don't cannot know how to say his remember name. how to say it yeah i've watched multiple games in which he's played and i just cannot i don't know why just i just have a, i got i have like a mental block on his existence just that it just <laughs> that he exists my brain is just like so now
2: i think he's gonna have a mental block too if he loses a couple more games so
1: yeah well and he's played well in several of those games that they've lost and it's like this is their problem he's lost games to
2: nothing. Where... Yeah. Like
1: it was, it was, uh, they were zero, zero against the flyers going into the third. Yep. They gave up one and then two quick ones right at the end of the game to make it three, nothing and make it look like, Oh, that wasn't great. But I tell you <laughs> that's, they have, they've been interesting because their games have been a lot closer than I expect. They just find ways to lose. And you're just you're looking at it, and you're like, they're playing hard. Uh, Andre Torini is making some interesting decisions late in games, uh, throwing out like Liam O'Brien with five minutes to go. Where you're like, <laughs> all right, uh, but uh, also like they're accomplishing their goal. So they've definitely been definitely that. They've been they've been interesting so far. Just to just to keep an eye on as a. Uh, like how bad are they going to be? In the, in the I, same
2: way that you can't look away from a train wreck, they've been interesting. Well,
1: I I said before the year, I don't think that they're going to get to the forty eight points that the ads got to. I <laughs> it sure doesn't look like. I, it. I, I said <laughs> that I think that if they they are going to that Craig Morgan is going to witness something biblical this year, and I stand <laughs> by that. I think that is a thirty point hockey team waiting to happen.
0: The- the the thing I was most upset about relative to the NHL when, when COVID happened and everything paused and they had to come back to the bubble, the only thing I was really upset about with all of that was that we were going to see the Detroit Red Wings come in under 48 points and take that mantle over from the abs. Yeah, Avs fans weren't going to have to wear that anymore, and the best part was it was going to go to the Detroit Red Wings, and they didn't have to play another game, and they got completely let off the hook.
1: Yep. So mad about that. Also, and- on – Go ahead. And also, because Steve Iserman runs the team, everybody's just like, "It's fine."
0: Right, right, right. When
1: Stevie decides it's time. It's fine. Right, uh, but right. no, I was just say relative to Arizona. I just,
0: dude, my heart, my heart breaks for Connor Timmons. That is just oh, such yeah. brutal, oh, that was awful, brutal dude. luck. Have they said officially what it was? No. I, what the actual I injury only know is. It's, I it's
2: out for the season. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a knee injury. Yeah, that's what the Dude,
0: I mean, is. his reaction to that looked just horrible.
1: Yeah, horrible. it was not good. You um, know what's crazy? His <laughs> his underlying numbers like his shot metrics were like <laughs> really good dude he I, I was fine at the end of the day
0: you're fine with it because they got you know they got the goalie they needed whatever whatever but that was one player where i there's a lot of prospects where oh, you know everybody does. can overvalue prospects no i know i don't know just real quick yeah. <laughs> but like he was one of the few that i really did think had a legitimate shot to be like a big time impact player. And now you worry about it because he's had the concussion stuff. And now, you know, whatever this yeah. leg injury is. And it's like, will this kid ever even get the opportunity to turn into what he's had the potential to become? And it's just, you you feel so bad
2: for yeah. him. Um, and a yeah. leg or knee injury for a player like that is terrifying, right? Because he's already bordering on a guy who doesn't skate well enough.
1: Yeah. He's, he's a guy who has to overcome a physical limitation with hockey IQ. Yeah. And if it gets any slower, you worry about the Jared Cowan thing coming into play where you're just like, it, it's not going it to hang. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just not coming back and you can't do this. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. I just, I felt so bad for him when I saw him go down and then, yeah, the announcement yeah. that he was done for this. Cause at first it was like, Oh, he'll be out for a while. And it's okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully he can still come back and, you know, make something of this season.
1: Cool. Uh, Missing yeah. the year is garbage, man. It's such yeah. it was awful news.
0: Yeah. Connor so, Timmins the person you feel bad for.
1: Yep. Bad. What's That's- what's wrong with Jacob Chickering this year? He's trying to do too much. Um, last year success came to him because he was in good positions and he capitalized, and this year he's he gotta feels, be the man. He feels yeah. the pressure to carry an entire franchise on his back because OEL is gone and yep. he's been anointed as the future, and he's the only guy that anybody has any respect for as a future. High end player on that roster, Phil Kessel included. Like he's he's very 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 clearly the only guy there, and he he's feeling it. So, so I think he's grip. I think he's gripping it a lot. And also, other teams know like he's the only guy. <laughs> so they defend him differently. They're like, hey, they're the. It's like it, it was like when Anthony Davis was a Pelican. Like if you just shut that guy down, you're gonna win. That 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 (laughs) is
2: the whole team will crumble beneath him. Um, Looking at the rest of the the bottom of the league. Chicago's down there. I think we can all agree. Fuck Chicago. Moving on.
0: (laughs) What my favorite part of this is like there are so many angles where that exact statement holds true and like it's held (laughs) true for so long. And now there's just like a real actual reason to really not like them. And and it's yeah, Let's and, and, and not portray this in a positive light. I'm not portraying it in a positive light. <laughs> like, like it's just it was one of those things that for the longest time because the Chicago Blackhawks have always just been like this organization where you just you don't like them. They just always felt slimy and gross. And it's like, oh, yep. I don't just hate them because they want a bunch of Stanley Cups. I hate them because they are. Slimy and gross.
1: So let me use perfect. this as an opportunity to segue into something that people.
2: You're gonna have to fix your mic if you want to segue right. to anything.
1: Yeah, and now,
0: I, now I want to not know... working,
2: bud. Still not working, bud.
0: I really want to know what he thinks people right. are gonna think about this because right. he got cut off. It. At... I'm gonna segue this into something that people
2: are really gonna. He was about to pop off. You could tell. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he's got a broken mic. The <laughs> universe telling me not to do it.
1: There, <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason for that. That just straight up my mic just disconnected itself. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, there's been some there's been some conversation on the internets today about uh, the higher-ups at DNVR trying to censor employees and talking about what we are and are not allowed to say with respect to something like Barstool Sports. So I would like to be very clear right now that Dave Portnoy can go fuck himself, and I don't have any respect for that dude as a human being or an individual in any way, shape, or form. And I don't want anybody to get any of that twisted. I'm out on I'm out on everything that they do. I'm out on that dude. I'm out on spitting chiclets, and it's no respect. Um, I'm a hockey nobody, so it's easy for me to say that. If I ever get big and you guys ever have issues with me, let me know, and we could talk about it. But the fact that uh, the the fact that there's been some of that conversation today, uh, I just wanted to make myself perfectly clear on where I stand on that, and the fact that uh, none of my bosses have told me not to say anything of that sort. So, who's if saying seen, if you see if you see any of that today, uh, just go ahead and remember this conversation. Just wanted to make I just wanted to make. I wanted to make sure that I was very, very clear on where I stand on that because there's been talk about it today and I didn't like it. So I wanted to leave no doubt.
0: All right. I, I don't know who would even think that or where that would even come from that we have people telling us not to
2: weigh in on stuff. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. Um yeah. top of the Weird. top of the league. Are either of you surprised that it's Florida and Carolina? Right at the top? I I, I think Carolina probably not. Super surprising to me, but Florida getting the start they did, especially out of Bobrovsky, is a little bit surprising to me. Well, I think
1: the more surprising start is the start that Carolina got out of Freddie Anderson. Uh, like, like everybody, every everybody like loves to dunk on Bob, right? Like he got paid ten million dollars and then struggled in Florida last year. But like, do we do we remember? That guy was
2: really, really, really good
1: for a a while in Columbus.
2: Before two years of being
1: the opposite of that. And, yeah, and and, like, Freddie Anderson has always been a talented guy. But for him to have the start that he did, like, I think that was the more surprising part. I picked Carolina as my... I picked Carolina as my surprise team to maybe miss the postseason because I wasn't sure that they were going to get bailed out by their goaltending. And Freddie Anderson has been awesome. So, you know, this is why this is why don't ever listen to me when I talk about a goalie. I was I was. I was iffy on uh, Freddie Anderson and I love Darcy Kemper. So what the hell do I know about goalies?
2: Almost identical numbers, actually. Freddie Anderson, 949 save percentage with a goal and a half goals Jeez, against dude. on 235 shots. Bob Rowski, 948 save percentage with uh, 1.72 goals against. On, <laughs> Very uh,
1: quietly, I think Jacob Markstrom has three shutouts. <laughs> yeah. So it's like,
0: oh. Yeah, and I don't know. So to answer the question of like, are we surprised? No, I'm not surprised that those two teams are up there, because I thought Florida was really good last year. I think they've got a really good roster. Same with Carolina. Ekblad healthy. Um, Mm. Yeah, yep. I I, I mean, (laughs) surprise isn't, I guess, the right word. It's just interesting to me, the, the start both these teams have gotten off to, because... You're not going to get that goaltending all year? You're
1: not going to get that goaltending yeah, all year? Of Come on. course not. If yeah. <laughs> you've got, <laughs> you got 950 goaltending, you're yeah. looking at Dominic Hasek's prime, like, scrub. Yeah, yeah. well, Dominic Hasek, Patrick Watt.
2: Like, pick, pick a name. You're looking at all of them like, boo. You've scored oh. a goal tonight. You probably win.
0: Right, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> um, And, and so, I, I like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting. I expect those teams to both be up there, uh, come the end of the year um Gosh, i could see i could uh i could see florida being up near the top but aj i'm not i i i'm kind of with you i don't think carolina will miss i don't think carolina will
1: miss yeah well the, um, but i definitely impossible think possible to now
0: <laughs> I, I but i definitely think they'll cool and i think they'll you know end up in in nah, the upper uh, half of carolina is the, the
2: truth
1: yeah, not I, not saying they are. I, I I definitely think they could be a cup team, too. But I just I, I love what they have up front. And I was worried mostly about in net because you remember like last year, like Nedeljkovic bailed them out. Yeah, like a guy that they put on waivers at the start of the year became like their hard starter. Yeah, and was like their guy. And that would be a that like could you imagine Jonas Johansson doing that like they put him through waivers <laughs> to start the year and then he rolls in and just becomes like your starter like that happened that happened yeah. that was exactly that that's why the canes had the year that they had is because Ned rolled in and just was like I'm great now and right. they didn't roll with them it, it was it was in, in in which was a ballsy decision and i also think that their defense uh I think their defense got a little bit worse, and then, you know, well, I Voldemort just played well. So,
2: look, right, <laughs> right now, one of the biggest question marks about Carolina was the goaltending, and they're they're seemingly for no reason swap of of what they had to go with go in a completely different it was, direction. It was a and, smart move. And, and uh, today, it looks brilliant. Nadelkovich has been solid, but nothing spectacular in Detroit, yeah. and obviously the start that Freddie has had is, is ridiculous. So, um, it, as you guys have mentioned, how long does this last? Right. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. But, and,
0: and hasn't that kind of always been Carolina's problem? Like they've just kind of had the really weird,
1: like they've always had fine goalies. Like they've always been okay. I think their bigger problem was that they just didn't have, like they were solid, but they just didn't have, the, the high end guys up front, and then Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svechnikov are finally having that year where they're not they're not like middle of the road, right? At the, as, as like I because I, I think Sebastian Ajo has been like a the the eighth ish best one C in the NHL, like somewhere in that area. I would say in, in the past. And I think this year he's probably elevated
2: and Dude, the, the guy who's underrated and, and then, there S- to me is Tevo.
1: Well, Svechnikov, Svechnikov's also taking it to a different level to start this year. And it's like, those are, those are going to be your big dudes. If they're going to carry your offense, the way that they need to carry your offense, the way that high end guys need to carry your offense on a consistent basis, then Carolina gets to a different level.
2: Yeah. But, it- and that's, between Svechnikov and Aho leading the team, they're also getting an extremely great start out of Tona D'Angelo, uh, as far as on the ice at least. <laughs> and then they have extremely good secondary scoring so far too, and guys like Trocek, Tara Slaven, Slavin, even, even to a certain extent Fast and Stahl, they're getting the production from everywhere right now. So it's not just an unbelievable goaltending. The puck is going in for right. these guys too.
0: Well, one well, and it's, it's an interesting kind of trend when you look across the league right now, you know, because you've got teams like Colorado, Tampa Bay, Vegas, all teams that were, you know, are expected to be there uh, near the top of the league come the end of the season who are really kind of having the opposite kind of start. Pucks aren't going in. They've got, you know, injury problems. Um, you know, maybe goaltending hasn't really been where you, you, expected it to be, or it's, you know, it's getting warmed up, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, you look at Florida and you look at Carolina where it's like, those are two really good teams that have everything going right. And there are always a team or two like that in the NHL every season. And I, 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 the way I always refer to it to, you know, people here in Colorado is, oh, this is team X is this year's 13, 14 abs, where it's, you know, Every time you pull the goalie, you find a way to tie it up. Every time you get to overtime, you find a way to win. The pucks just bounce for you. Things just go right. Guys stay healthy. Everybody has a career year. Um, And the way that those two teams are coming out of the gate, we might be seeing like one of the first true elite teams to have a season like that where just everything goes right, at least, you know, in a while. Um, cause it's usually some of these teams that come out of nowhere. You don't expect them. Um, you know, I look at like a team like San Jose, I think is kind of a, you know, a potential to be that team this year, just the way they've gotten out, out of the gates. Um, cause what you usually see is that happens and then teams get kind of this false sense of where they're actually at and then make a bunch of dumb moves and end up setting themselves back. Um, Caroline and Florida might be one of them and they are actually there and they just may get everything to bounce their way this year. Yeah, I, based on the first month. Sometimes you can't
2: beat fate, right?
1: Yeah. yeah sometimes <laughs> though, you also peak too early. Also true. Yeah. And there's like a it, there's a funny line between you want to get out of the gates I, hot and you don't want to peak too early. I, mm-hmm. And I don't uh, I don't ever know where that line is, but it is always something that we talk about early, where I, you're like this will be the best 10 game segment that both of those teams likely have all season. Probably.
2: (laughs) And I, I do want to dive into that conversation a little bit more, but we do have the Colorado Raptors. If you haven't heard the American Raptors, in fact, not just Colorado, because Colorado, if you didn't know is rugby town, USA infinity park at Glendale is where the men's and women's 15 teams practice, literally the best rugby in the country. So, the American Raptors are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. That's football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, even track and field. All these extremely high-level athletes that they're now taking and putting onto the rugby pitch, teaching them rugby and seeing how far they can go. Last season, they went 5-5. Five and five. And now they're trying it again this year. The coolest part about American Raptors games is they're completely free. You can go on to AmericanRaptors.com and get your tickets right now. If you're a diehard, you can't go, or maybe you're not local, you can also watch all of their games streamed live on AmericanRaptors.com. So they got you completely covered. If you want rugby coverage, Colton Strickler is our guy covering it here at DNVR. Check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast. He has interviews literally with some of the best players in the world of rugby, like... It's coming from the AVS podcast where we we struggle to get interviews. Uh, It's amazing how Colton can just roll up and interview anybody he wants. Uh, Definitely check that out if you're new to the sport. He also has a bunch of 101 podcasts so you can learn rugby, and uh, maybe you'll learn how the goal scoring works in Gaelic football while you're at it. I don't know. Uh, but check it out. Uh, obviously our, our rugby beat is part of the DNVR family. So be sure to give Colton and, and the rugby podcast a follow on Twitter and then hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. Make sure you're taking care of your teeth. It's not even difficult. If you just go there and get a standard cleaning x-ray and exam, they give you a free Sonic Air toothbrush so you can take care of your teeth better at home too. It's a great deal. They are just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. They're super good at what they do very quick very very good at being friendly and and reminding you of when you have your appointments and things like that i i know especially over the last year i will just forget stuff all the time because days don't mean anything and time is a construct (laughs) so getting a call from green mountain Dental group to remind me that i have an appointment tomorrow is very useful uh, check them out as well. Again, get the free Sonicare toothbrush for a cleaning x-ray and exam with them. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As we get into, you guys kind of already started moving into this, but the, the muddy middle of the NHL right now is a lot of teams that were ranked extremely highly as, as cup contenders, including Vegas. Uh, obviously a big change for Vegas with the Eichel trade the other day but you have Colorado in there you have some other teams that are a little bit surprising to be to be in in the middle for for multiple reasons Tampa Bay is only 5-3 and 2 defending the cup you have a team like Buffalo that is off to a surprisingly decent start there's a whole bunch of of crossing storylines in the middle that uh, is there anything you guys can pick out more than it's early and things haven't shaken out yet
1: yeah, I think I think there are some interesting things going on because you look at like Pittsburgh' onslaught of injuries. Yep. Right? They they get Crosby back for one game, and then he gets COVID and has symptoms. So great, now he's out for another what five games? I think. So, they are surviving, and you look at the division that they're in. Every single team in the Metro Division has a points percentage over five hundred. Yeah. Their lowest points percentage in the division is Pittsburgh at 556. Yeah. And that's without Crosby, Malkin, and 800 other dudes. Like, Crystal Tank just came back. Like, they they have – that is just survival for them. Also, in the Metro Division, you've got the Islanders. Like, they are, they are 4-2-2. To be honest with you, they haven't really played all that well. But they open the season on a 13-game road trip. They don't play at home for, I think, two and a half more weeks. And so, again, you're talking about survival. If they make it out of there 500, knowing how that team plays in front of its home crowd and knowing that that home crowd is bananas, it's going to be really interesting. So uh, I think those are two teams that I'm keeping an eye on who are kind of in the middle of the pack right now but may not be when we get to the end of November or certainly the end of December when, when their guys come back and when the Islanders get to play home games, uh, you know, a
2: lot of sleeping in their own bed the rest of this year. Yeah. It's,
1: I, I think if that's interesting at the top of that division, obviously Carolina's there. I think the Rangers are a bubble that are looking to pop. They, you have a plus two goal differential. Uh, but you're finding ways to win every night. Uh, I'm don't love that. Washington four overtime losses. Like had a really good start, but I'm always wary of teams that can't win in regulation because winning in winning in the regular season beyond regulation it has no carryover to the postseason. Right? There's no three on. There's no three on three. There's no shootout to bail you out. Any of that stuff that you might be good at in the regular season doesn't matter in playoffs. If you can't win in regulation, it's a big red flag to me. So those are those are things that I think kind of stick out to me right away. Obviously, Buffalo performing the way they have, I think, has been interesting too. Uh, they've been good and competitive, and it's not like they just lost Jack Eichel off their roster. wasn't playing for him anyway. Yeah. So I want to see how those young guys continue to to handle things there. Cause it's mostly driven by youth by young guys. They're stepping up and earning jobs and proving they belong. Bless you. Thank you. Well, dude, it, it it's really weird
0: when you just look at the standings right now and kind of the way it shakes out. Um, you know, AJ, you mentioned, uh, you know, that this very well possibly being the best 10 game stretch, either Florida or Carolina will play. I think you're looking at a lot of teams right now that are, that are near the top of the league where you can be saying like, this is some of the best, these are the best stretches of hockey. Some of these teams are going to play all season long. I mean,
1: Edmonton. How many? Edmonton. How many ten game stretches are Edmonton going to win eight games? Eight games. How many ten eight. game stretches where St. Louis wins seven? St. Louis games? is the other one I was going to say.
0: One, well, even you know, even Calgary six one and three. They've gotten points in nine out of ten games. The thing with Calgary
1: that I think has been impressive outside the shutouts is that they're five and one on the road. So they're not just mm-hmm. sitting at home. Wait, wait! Like welcoming baking, teams baking in, points, yeah. and just you know, bop a team, and then wait for another one to roll in, and bop a team, and then wait for another to roll in. Yeah, Edmonton is is five and one at home. Now yeah. they're three and zero oh on the road, so it's not like Edmonton's just not playing phenomenal hockey, because their penalty kill is amazing, their power play is amazing. They've got the best player in the world who's playing at the top of his game. They look awesome. Like Edmonton looks awesome. But they're also sitting at home, just bopping fools right now. And so I want to see what happens when they actually have to get on the road for a lengthy period of time with with Koskinen and Net. I was going to say, are they, they going to continue to outscore their problems? That goaltending is just something where
0: I look at it and it's like, you, you know, even with the players you have up front, I just do not believe in that goaltending in Edmonton. Long term for a season, let alone getting into the playoffs and actually taking them to a cup, um, and yeah, it's just it's just really interesting when you go down this this um, you know these standings right now, and, and you you are just looking at teams and it's like, man, I just do not see that you know holding up beyond October, um, especially when you consider that again going back to what we started this podcast off with. A lot of those teams, you know, Vegas, Tampa, Colorado, Pittsburgh, um, you know, some of those teams that are always near the top are having real injury problems. Th- those, the the, the the teams that we just kind of listed off aren't having those problems. They are rolling their full lineup in. I mean, how many teams early in the first half dozen games uh, were we talking about? St. Louis getting just depleted roster after depleted roster after depleted roster. Yeah, and then, yeah, last night. Well, and then they had one game where they didn't have Ryan O'Reilly and Brandon Saad. The Avs, you know, kind of mop them up. And it's, oh, well, they didn't have Ryan O'Reilly and Brandon Saad. You should have won. And it's like, like, okay.
2: Look at look at their roster, too. They're still getting ridiculous production out of David Perron. Tarasenko seems entirely back. Yeah, yeah. dude. It, I
1: told you. I, I said on our – when we did – because Ruto and Weno, we did an episode where we ran through the entire division and predicted the order of finish – and the one thing I said about the Blues, I think this is the best forward core that they've had in a long time. This is going to be a dangerous team that's going to be able to score. But defensively, they're not I don't I think that they've taken a pretty big step back and I don't trust their goaltending to hold up. Yeah. And you look at a game like last night against the Sharks. <laughs> the Sharks are the Sharks are missing like 8 of their regulars. And that was a 3-3 game. Like that was that was a 3-3 game for it was it was a wild game. There were a lot of things that happened in that game, but like that was a that was it was a four three game. I think going into the third period, it was a really it was a close hockey game where the Blues just didn't really like put them away, given the the quality of the Sharks roster right. at this point. You know, like a it, it, there's so many guys that are that are missing from the Sharks right now. There's and and they've just enjoyed that freedom at this point where. They got Colorado twice when they were compromised. They got Vegas. They've played the Kings like six times. Like,
2: yeah.
1: It's like an endless, like their whole season series against LA is over. It's
2: over, yeah. How does that always so, happen to St. Louis? What
1: yeah, Well, last year was the COVID. <laughs> I know it was COVID,
2: but still it was St. Louis that was this, the team that ended up doing it.
1: This year, this year it's scheduled where they, they are already they've played three times against LA. Like Jeez. you're getting you're you know, like that's one where you look at it and you say, okay, like they've gotten they've gotten to enjoy a bit of a soft schedule. Yeah, I think you also look at a team uh like Minnesota, where they're winning. All of their wins are one goal games, and then mm-hmm. all of their losses have been by three. I do by exactly three.
2: <laughs> where That's a good balance. Drops, yeah,
1: <laughs> like you're. When- you're going to you're you're start losing year. one goal games. You just cannot win every single night yeah. by one.
0: That, that was them last year as well. I remember, you know, because a lot of people were talking about, how uh, you know, they had a chance to win the, uh, you know, the Honda West division last year and all that stuff. And I just remember you were, you know, when you'd go in and look at even just like the standings on NHL.com where it shows the goal differential, it'd be abs and golden Knights plus a billion. Minnesota Wild, depending on the night you checked, were either plus one, two, three, or in the negative, and it's like, like something about this doesn't <laughs> add up. Getting away with this, <laughs> right, 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 Six and
1: three, and their goal differential is negative three. Literally, <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. They're, they're the only team in the t- are by one.
0: They're the only team in the top.
2: Oh, I guess they they're sitting in eleven. Okay, never mind. Um, I I do want to wrap up the show with breakout players. Look, nobody's surprised. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are at the top of the points list. No one's surprised Ovi is scoring goals like an absolute maniac. But there are a handful of players that are a little bit more surprising near the top. You have Troy Terry in Anaheim with 12 Mm -hmm. points in in 10 games. You go down the list a little bit further. You have Oliver, Oliver Bjorkstrand popping off in Columbus. You have, I already mentioned, Tarasenko is back in St. Louis. Drake Batherson in Ottawa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm,
1: both his point-per-game guys yep. in Calgary, like, you want to know where their success is coming from. It's not just Markstrom. But, yeah. like, the Johnny the Johnny Gaudreau that we saw a couple of years ago before he got straight-up shooketh against Colorado in the postseason, like, yeah. that guy looks back to me. And granted, I think this is a contract year for him. I think that he's a free agent at the end of the season, so it's not a huge surprise yeah that all of a sudden he's highly motivated and ready to rock again. Uh, But I do think that it is, it is something to watch. Like those, those guys are, those guys are rolling, man, rolling right along. And you also look at, you also look at a guy like Kyle Connor just can't stop scoring for the Jets. He's in, he's in everything. That's a really good top six. And Kyle Connor has like dominated for the Jets. Honestly,
0: like what I think would be really fun is for us to what Rudo, that list that you just read off of, of players, those names in particular, I would love for us to revisit that same list on December 1st.
2: Um, And and I'm not, I'm not points they have today. Right.
0: (laughs) And like, I'm not even saying that any one of those players aren't, you know, this breakout isn't for real, or they're definitely going to fall off or something like that. But um, we just always see this stuff, the month of October and yeah. you see things Guys that... have 10
1: games, 10 yeah. game stretches yeah. that go really yeah. well, really well. If and, you isolate and... the 10 best games that any of these guys play in a row in any given year, you're going to have a lot of point per game stretches. Yeah. 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 And so it's, just, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. Cause you know,
0: I think those are a lot of guys who, you know, someone like Troy Terry, he is starting to figure it out. You know, they've kind of been waiting for him to come around, but um, cause, cause what is he sitting at right now? Like 11 points in 10 games or something 12, like that. Yeah. 12 points. Yeah. Um, I would just be, I'd be pretty blown away if, if someone like that
2: keeps that up for an entire season. I mean, he's shooting 33% right now, so probably yeah. not sustainable Well, he's but... playing
1: next to Getzlav, who has 10 points in 11 games. And yeah. guess what? Nine of those are assists. Guess yeah, where that's... those assists are going. And like you, Kevin Shattenkirk is a point per game guy out in Anaheim. So it's like all of their successes is is like locked into like four dudes who are doing it out, doing it all right now. And you're just like, you know how this goes. Yeah. It's fun to look at after a month in the, into the season, but really it's just like you, you, we all know better. It's fun to watch though. Like you always love to see which guys come out of the gates and are just unstoppable. Yeah. It's so also crazy mid-time. that we're into November. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Time is made like up through through October. Time yeah. is it made
1: happened, up. it happened really fast, which uh-huh. is weird because the AB schedule was really light.
2: It's is mm. still currently light. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember, you do we do we remember why the schedule is what it is this week? Because the abs of Columbus were supposed to be in Finland right now.
2: Yeah, that's right. This was supposed to so be. So
1: someone was talking games. about
0: that last night. I thought that was last season did they reschedule it and then yeah cancel it yes oh see i completely missed the reschedule and recancel
1: that's because they didn't announce it ah yeah that would make sense the schedule was made with the idea that they were going to do the finland trip this year and they just couldn't they just couldn't
2: they I couldn't guess, make it work i guess yeah. they still have yarmo right The little longer going to finland yeah that's true yeah um, yeah, it would have been
0: Line A and Rantanen would have been the two Yeah, Carl IRL and BFFs time.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those dudes love each other I remember one of the nice things about what the world used to be like Is that we could wander around in the in the arena after games You could yeah. always see which players on opposing teams actually like Were hanging out Like sought each other out And we're, and it was always Line A and Rantanen Always
2: <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, for the record, the the pick the Evs gave to Arizona is top ten protected.
1: Yep, it's so. top ten protected. It's um, been confirmed by both front offices, just not publicly. Yep. I don't know why, but it is. It's not going to matter, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, uh, uh, although I tell you what, if they if they win the whole thing and they get Shane Wright, Colorado's future changes a lot.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, Arizona would burn
2: down if that happened. So is is that final thoughts? Are we comfortable just saying, Hey, it's still only 10 games into the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a great time. Uh, It's been a great, it's been, it's been fun, man. I, I feel like I've, I have personally enjoyed the start of this season more than the last couple of years. Uh, Last year was like, they probably shouldn't even be playing hockey games right now. Um, So that kind of was hanging over it. But this year, I don't know. It's just maybe it's me. Maybe the difference is me. But I just feel like the league is is really fun to watch right now, despite obviously there are a thousand problems with the game, including a Department of Player Safety that doesn't know what the hell it's doing. Uh, But it's I'm loving sitting down and just watching the NHL every night, maybe as much as I ever have.
0: Well, it just it feels normal. The buildings are back with people you know, every building has people in them now. It just Yeah, it that might be it. It doesn't feel like we are just watching uh, you know, oh well let's just get through this, let's just make it work, let's find a way to do it. You know, it's like nope, we're just watching an NHL season. And and yeah. it feels like it, it feels like a legitimate and this maybe sounds kind of corny, but like it feels like an escape again. We're like for the last couple of seasons, every time you watched a game, there was like that reminder of what was going on because of all the conversation around it, the empty buildings, this player's being held out, that player's being held out. Now it's down to, you know, they've got a good COVID protocol system, guy tests, you know, positive. He's out They're exposed. He's out. Uh, but you know, things kind of keep rolling on, you know, last year, those first couple positive tests were shutting teams down and, Let's rearrange the schedule. And it was just so chaotic. And this year it feels like they finally uh you know have their footing back under them and and you're just enjoying watching hockey again.
2: Yeah. Um true facts. I think, I think the vaccine definitely helps with that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Every time a player got COVID last year, it was like, oh shit. Right. And now it's like, well, they're vaccinated. It sucks, but they'll be fine.
1: Well, literally, part of my routine as media last year, every single day was go to the media site, go to the go to the COVID protocol list, and wait for it to get updated at 3 p.m. every day. Yep. It was, and then you'd hit F5, and six guys would show up on one team, and you're like, that's that, a problem. That, yeah. Yep. Vancouver
2: last year. Yeah, they have their own strain going on True. up there, too. That was wild. Um, that was brutal. Anyway. We're gonna get out of here for the day. Thank you, everyone, watching, listening. However, you consume the pod, and we appreciate you all a bunch. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, I know Jesse's got the the Saturday super slate coming for you Saturday morning. Get in on the the Yolo so twelve excited. games tomorrow. It's gonna be yeah. wild. What were <laughs> what was it? Five
1: bet five dollars to win seventy three hundred if yeah. you get it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I just we were talking about it, and so I just went through because AJ was like, oh, I'll bet you the odds are gonna be nuts for tomorrow." So I just went through and I picked a mix of underdogs and favorites and yeah it was uh five bucks one year i think he's yeah, seventy three hundred dollars fourteen thousand or something yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Insane. yeah.
2: laughs>
1: i looked at the odds and i was like i oh, don't that's too that's too many too many digits just how yeah. much money do you win yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Get that's to the calculator be a, at the end yeah it's gonna be a fun thing to do as we like follow the games on saturday right
0: and uh i i mean between between all of us like someone's gotta hit one
1: Right? I don't <laughs> I mean, know. That's a lot of games, man. Like that's what I think is you know, a lot like oh, is that tomorrow. one of us, one of us hits like 7 or 8 of them on like a semi-regular a basis. Saturday. Yeah. Well, see, say, like, I'm not even saying
0: wrong. I'm not even saying tomorrow, but just like you would think that between now and the first week of April, like there's a plenty of Saturdays in there that one of us will hit. Yeah, there'll be a seven or eight game Saturday where one of us right. has to hit.
2: This is like right? the lottery. Everyone in chat, if you get in on it too, someone will hit it eventually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're and buying can't stop drinks all at the bar. Yeah, yeah, you have to buy drinks at the bar if you hit. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, no, but but super slate Saturday is gonna be a really fun thing that we're getting going. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward to. It. I think it's gonna be a ton of fun.
2: Yep, should be a blast. Of course, we'll be live pre and post game for tomorrow's game of the Avs as well. So tune into those things. Uh, We love you all, and we will talk to you tomorrow.